there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. Thank you for joining us for episode six of our podcast. And I'm honestly so hyped for this one today. I have been talking about it for weeks now. And um, of course, I, as always, I have um, above my right shoulder, I always get these sides mixed up on screen. I have my co host, Nitro, who is always with us. Shout out to What's the people, up? Nitro. What's up? And then, of course, we have our special guest for today. Lewis Southard, author hey, of everybody. the new um, Villain Seeking Hero comic that dropped uh, a couple of weeks ago now on Comixology, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it right. We are so excited to have you on the stream. I'm so excited to be talking Thanks to you. Joining, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a real honor. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just love doing podcasts and uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that you invited me. Uh, we love doing podcasts as well. That's why we do them pretty much every week now. Um, but yeah, this is so excited to have you on here the chance to just talk about this honestly this amazing book i've been reading it for you know since i picked it up when it first dropped it's i just fell in love with these characters i'm I'm excited for the story and i'm excited to get into and um, just discussing it with you well i'm uh, happy to uh share any secrets i can definitely hold you to that as the podcast <laughs> goes on <laughs> um so yeah, so first let's do a little bit of um, housekeeping. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor. Hey, thank you Ads for the host. That is absolutely awesome, man. Thank you for hosting the stream. Glad you could be with us. And um, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Gamer Grind Co., the number one coffee for gamers. Hashtag on that grind. Um, and also, I don't think we actually mentioned it last week, Nitro, but we actually became influencers with them, which means we oh, can yeah, act- tell me about that. Yeah, yeah which yeah, means we sweet. can actually bring savings to you guys. You can. I'm going to throw it up in the chat the link for them. So it's coffee for gamers. Yep, that's their thing. The number one coffee for gamers. So all their you know. all their coffees are named like after gaming things like Killshot and Checkpoint and you yeah. know stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Because when I find myself playing games, I really wish I could have some some good coffee with it. <laughs> and I think you, you've just answered all my problems. With there you go, I man. Think, there you go. It's... Oh, my God. Jeez. Um, and as you can see, as I've thrown up in the chat there, um, also now that we are influencers, if you use the code COMICS and the CROSS, just the same as the channel name, um, you actually get to save 5% on any order there. And while you're there, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and you know pick up a COMICS and the CROSS coffee mug and sticker, which is available in their team store just saying yeah just you know just throwing that out there you know if you want to pick that up so we could get five percent off and a mug yeah yeah man yeah man My Lord. yeah man. yeah yeah <laughs> we don't we don't do it by halves here man we go all the way out you know no i'm really glad i came onto the podcast <laughs> there you go get, with a few things extra you know there you I mean? go man get a coffee mug get a sticker get you know good good coffee like i legitimately and it's like i i try to do this on stream i don't want to be sponsored by someone who i legitimately don't like the product Oh, that's good. I, I like literally can't drink other coffees. I tried to drink another coffee after the first bag they sent me out and it tasted just so weak and just didn't have any flavour to it. Like I think I'm literally addicted to gamer green coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, and I, I just honestly I love it. And yeah, yeah I, I honestly I recommend this stuff to anybody. Um so yeah, go ahead and oh, you've got a friend there, Nitro. <laughs> I think you're. I think Lily just wants to be part of the podcast because that's two weeks in a row she's decided to pop in. <laughs> um, she, she heard about these great deals. She wants to get in on this. Yeah, that's it, she man. Wants she, some, she, she wants, wants the coffee. coffee. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, she wants coffee, man. 
Um, so also, a special shout-out. We are now, of course, Twitch affiliate, as we, of course, celebrated last week. Thank you for everyone that helped us reach that. You can support the channel by um, subscribing. Um, you can do that either with one of three tier options or with Amazon Prime. You can do that for absolutely free. Or if you want to support the channel, we do have a Patreon, um, which I'm going to throw in the link as well. Obviously, I say this just to let people know it's out there. As I say every week, this is not a you-have-to-do-this thing. I understand people are in financial strain right now with everything that's going on around the world. You not get being on our Patreon and you not subscribing is not a big deal. We are still going to do this regardless. We love doing this podcast. Um, so, But if you want to help us be able to expand the podcast and do some more stuff, and you can do it even on Patreon. You can do it for as low as, I think our lowest here is $2.00. So if, yeah, I mean, we like doing this stuff. It just helps us do more. So. Yeah, it just helps us upgrade our equipment. It helps mm-hmm. us upgrade what we're capable of doing and be able to do more streams. And obviously, we love connecting with you guys and want to do that. So yeah, just want to throw that out there to everyone, just so it's aware. All right. So I thought bef- I thought before we delve into some some deep conversation on villain seeking hero because because literally once we start talking on that, I know we're not going to stop. So. I want to like just help everyone relax into the environment. So I thought a nice little icebreaker is going to be literally trending on Twitter this morning. And I don't even know what started it. It literally came out of nowhere. Like I saw Loki trending. Okay. And I thought maybe it's about the new show. Maybe it's something like that. No, someone started a conversation of within the MCU, who would win a fight, Loki or um, Killmonger? So Loki... You want to give your opinion first? I'm kind of I, I kind of want to give it, but I don't. But it's like I I don't think it's a fight really. Like I'm no, it's, it's got to be Loki, no. man. It's got to be Loki. It's like Loki would absolutely. He's le- he's legitimately a god. Yeah, I mean, Killmonger's <laughs> a soldier. He's a trained uh, what is it mercenary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Loki is the god of lies and trickery. Right. He led an entire alien army to uh, invade New York. Yeah, like I just, I just don't see. He's got some training, and he's got a a sweet suit. That's about it. Yeah, he's got a vibranium suit, but I'm like, but like the amount of stuff that Loki can do, like, and the and the thing that everyone was using in the argument for like Killmonger could win was literally the scene from Avengers where Hulk starts smashing Loki like off the ground in Stark Tower, and I'm like, yeah, but that's the Hulk. Yeah, that's 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 not Killmonger. You know, it's like that's not him. It's like a, I don't. That's a that's an entire powerhouse going on to like this scrawny guy. Like that's just overwhelming him all at once. This is yeah. Loki has magic too. Like I mean, that's not happening. Yeah, it's like it's not going to happen because I mean, the Hulk the Hulk being on that level would literally be. Listen, hold up, hold up. I oh. just thought of something. You know what Killmonger has that Loki doesn't? Okay, what? He would win heart. because he would win because he has heart and soul, <laughs> and he put all his might into the fight. And and in the last second, when all hope is lost then he'd find a little bit more strength inside. And then, and then come Captain Planet comes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone holds hands, and everyone's hearts grow three times larger that day. And they and save Whoville. <laughs> and they save Whoville. Oh, there you go. Wow. Ads. Now, that's a good uh, story. Jeez. That's a fantastic story. Yeah, ads in our um, chat are saying, yeah, Loki banished Odin. That kind of proves how powerful he is. But yeah, like in the MCU, Loki yeah, banished yeah. Odin to Earth, so it's like, yeah, we kind of got a power level there, so. And the more interesting fight, I thought, was like, somebody literally had it on Twitter of like, let's not talk about Loki versus Killmonger, let's somebody talk about Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes versus Killmonger. 
No, I can see that. Now that's a fight I want to see. That's just two super soldiers going at it. You know, you can see that going on for a little bit. I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because you have obviously Bucky's a super soldier, but he also has a sweet arm, cybernetic arm. Yeah. But this is what I was saying. Wait, which so arm does he have though? What's that? Which arm does he have though? The vibranium one or the, oh. the Russian one? Good, oh, good that's point. True. That's that's a good point actually. Is it Here, here's another thing though. So Killmonger, what is he like in his thirties? Let's let's just be generous and say he's in his mid thirties, right? Okay. So he has maybe fifteen years of experience, like military wise. You have Bucky, who's like who doesn't really age, and he's been doing stuff for like decades. So he has decades of espionage experience, and he has a metal arm, and is a super soldier. I'm gonna go with Winter Soldier on this one. Are, uh, does the heart and soul come into play with this fight, or uh, sorry, who will is out of the question? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Then, then it's Winter Soldier. You're all about the heart and soul, man. But that it brings up the interesting point, though, because it's like you know, it's like he's a super soldier, so Winter Soldier should really take this. I mean, this guy's meant to be in the level of Captain America, but at the same time, we've seen Killmonger take out T'Challa in the Black Panther movie, a guy who has basically been said is on the level of Captain America, speed, strength, agility, all of that, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. We have seen him do that, so it could be possible, especially if it is the the original arm that the Winter Soldier has and not his new Vibranium one. If we think about Civil War, like T'Challa pretty much beat him up, mm. uh, Winter Soldier, and it, yeah. and if Killmonger beat T'Challa up, you know, use the transitive property there, one could argue that Killmonger could beat up Winter Soldier. But then again, when he did fight Black Panther, that was supposed to be an honor-bound fight of sorts yeah for the for the role of king yeah so yeah i hmm, i don't know like but but maybe if it, if he if that's an honor-bound fight there are rules but if it's a street fight he could do anything so yeah again, i mean there's a whole there's a whole lot of variables too like how long has he been taking the herb i forgot what the herb was called how long has killmonger been taking that herb or is he currently on it you know, I don't know. well he he beat him up without the herb that is yeah true. that's that true, true before he even started taking it yeah <laughs> I think I'm going to say like my if I was picking one of the two, I would I would have to say my money's on Bucky. I'm gonna to have to go Winter Soldier. I think just the experience of him would just outlast it. Especially if he had a cause to fight for. When Winter Soldier's got a cause to fight for, he's got that Captain America esque heart of like he will not stop. Like if you're talking like Winter Soldier as he is, like like after he's obviously been decoded and stuff like that, and not just, hey, go kill him. But like, yeah, I've got to, I've got to give it to, to Bucky. Does he have a heart though? Like, does he have? I don't think he has Captain America's spirit. I like, I think in Infinity War, like when he's just chilling out in the middle of Wakanda, and then Black Panther shows up with the new arm. He's like, ah, oh, what are we doing? Like, it's like, all right. He's got heart. Fight. He had enough heart to like to gun down an alien invasion that was attacking <laughs> Wakanda while spinning round holding a raccoon. How dare you interrupt my one arm hay bale throwing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, is that is uh, does he want to do that, or is like my best friend wants me, needs my help? I guess I gotta throw him a bone here. Yeah, maybe, but I guess at that point in your life, that is, you know, the it's the only path really left to him at this point, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. You know, been an assassin for so many years, and then living one armed in Wakanda, doing whatever the heck he was doing. When <laughs> he's just chilling. Just yeah, just hanging out, just chilling in Wakanda, and like, yeah, do you want to come for a fight? Okay. That's not to belabor the show. 
not to belabor the point, but I, going back to the Loki thing, like, didn't Loki go one on one with Thor? I know he lost, but he still went one on one with him. Yeah. For, for like a couple minutes. <laughs> it wasn't which like one? a. It wasn't like a five second fight. In which one? The original. It was in, uh, yeah, in Thor. yeah, in the original yeah. Thor, they fight on the. The bridge are completely blanked. Yeah, the name. Rainbow Bridge. Well, we've yeah. never seen. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think Thor could pretty much beat up anybody. At this pretty point. much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I. Okay. Okay. Let's just let's just all agree. Killmonger's a loser. Okay. And then we, and then we can all just move. Never talk move about on. him on this stream again. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just you know. Don't say his name. It's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. I'm just so just, sick and tired of this. If you put him in the chat, you're unsubscribed. <laughs> no, 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 you're you're not. We need subscribers. No, no. We take that back. <laughs> but yeah. So I think. Yeah, I think pretty much Killmonger's the, at least in a low-key Killmonger fight, is definitely the loser, 100%. Winter Soldier, arguable either way, but yeah. All right, and so chat, by the way, throw it in for you if you're, I know Ads already did, but if you think Loki would win or Killmonger would win or Winter Soldier, Killmonger, who do you think's got those fights? Go ahead and throw it in the chat as well. And so we are going to dive into actually interviewing Mr. Southard. I'm saying your last name right, Southard, right? That's how yeah, you no, you it. got it. Awesome. Because I think the first time I said your name on chat, I went Lewis Southard. And I'm like, that's that's definitely my British coming out there. Rookie my, mistake. That's, everybody. that's definitely my, my Scottish and pronouncing something in a UK way coming out there when I first said it. And I heard you say it and I'm like, oh, it's Southard. I completely butchered that name the first time I said it. Awesome. As long as you're saying my name in one way or another, I have no problem with that. <laughs> as long as somebody's saying my name, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's better than nobody saying my name. All right, so... Let's delve into some questions then. So we're obviously here to talk about Lewis's new book, Villains Seeking Hero, which I'm going to throw in chat. We've got a link um, that I added to take you to Comixology to go and have a look at it. I believe if you're looking for the cheapest buying option, which I know many of you are because I know I do, um, you can literally get issues one to eight for, I think it's like $11.69 right now. Because the first volume... Okay. The first volume is five ninety nine. That's issues one to five, and then issues six, seven, and eight right now are still on sale at one ninety nine each. So go ahead and check these books out. Whether you've you know wanted to read them before the podcast, you can catch up with us later here on Twitch or on YouTube if you're watching it there, or you know if you want to catch up after we talk about it and pick it up, it's definitely worth reading. Trust me. So also, cool note: when I checked out the last three issues, six, seven, and eight, even though they were two dollars a piece, it ended up being like five and some change. So just heads up. Yeah, so, cool. so yeah, you know, I put it up online. It was new comic book or a free comic book day it was meant to be yesterday. And if you're looking for good deals, that's about as good a deal as you can ask for. Plus, there's not really any other new comic books coming out right now, so no. you really have no excuse not to pick this up. And you know, it's like I'm glad it's coming out when there's no competition because I'm hoping it means more people get a chance to read something they're not used to and and find an amazing book. Quite honestly. Well, thank you. Uh, me too. I certainly hope people people find it, and the people who have found it, for for the most part, people seem to really like it. Yeah. Uh, of course, there have been people saying, "Oh, this guy's this guy's a joke," but that's that's the internet for you. Uh, but, yeah, but that happens. It, my my main I, my main thought is at least people are talking about it, no matter no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, how. It came out now, and now is not exactly a, a beautiful time. Uh, but if you can get it, 
then great. And, you know, it's a little escapism for you and you get a little story out of it. A new story, if you will. Yeah, it was really cool. I loved the take on it. I loved the take on it. Yeah, I think we we were definitely both fans of it, and I'm really Should glad. Should I give like we... a, a little synopsis for the? Yeah, so I was going to ask you. So let's start off like simply. Let's tell, first of all tell let's tell the people about yourself a little bit because obviously okay. you're you're kind of brand new to comic book writing. This is your foot in the door for it. So let's tell people about you. You're obviously not a well known name, although I oh no. Although personally, I do think that'll change if your writing keeps going the way it's going. I see that changing 100. percent And but yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, and you know. A little bit about the comic, what Villains vs. Uh, Villain Seeking Hero is all about, um, and maybe even a little bit like how you came up with the idea for this. How how did this story come to be? Yeah, so that's a Pandora's box of a question. I'm gonna, <laughs> say, I'm gonna say that right now. Um, I'm gonna jump in the deep end, you know. <laughs> okay, let's let's. Okay, who am I? I'm Lewis Southern. I'm I am a writer. <laughs> uh, I'm a cre- I'm the creator of this series, Villain Seeking Hero. Uh, I've only got one other work. And believe it or not, it's a it's a romance novel. Um, oh yeah, I've got that in my questions. We're going to get to that later. Oh, oh great! <laughs> Wonderful. I, I to be honest, I hate it. I hate I hate that book so much. Uh, I, I've got so many questions around that. It's like, how did you go from a novel like that to writing comic books? Like, especially like super villain based comic books. I'm like, that's that. We'll, we'll go into what we're talking. Yeah, triggering the PTSD of, of me writing that. Oh now. yeah, we're we're going to get into that before the end of this podcast today. I promise okay, you great. that. Um, yeah, and then this is my uh, first comic book uh, series, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, how how did this f- happen? You know, Action Lab just uh, found me in a dark alley one day, and uh, they were like, uh, "We'll give you a comic for a sandwich." And I was like, "You know what? It sounds like a it sounds like a good deal." And, like and that's, what, yeah, what, yeah. what kind of sandwich was it? Just uh, yeah, Italian BMT. Oh yeah, I'd have said yes as well. Subway, so I don't know. Yeah, I'd have said yes to that as well. You know, <laughs> but they only gave me uh, half the sandwich. So oh, Those man. that's how it always goes. There's a catch. There's always a catch. Um, uh, okay, let, yeah, let's get into the history behind this book because it's it, there's quite a lot of backstory. Um, so in terms of how I came up with this, it, it the the whole plot did not start all at once if anything it started with the characters the main three protagonists mm-hmm. uh a long time ago for uh when i was in high school um i i did a project for an art class where you had to come up with a, a comic book character and uh this was freshman year and i was like okay i'll do this and i came up with a character called nightman and oh. it was nothing and it was perfectly like super a superfluous thing that i never really thought of ever again and i just kind of had it saved somewhere in uh like a a sketchbook Mm -hmm. and then a couple years go by and in a group of friends we 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 had this inside joke about uh some character called the the spirit king okay (laughs) and it was just like this whole thing we came up with this whole not lore but just like it was just a running gag yeah and one day i just kind of designed what the what we imagined the spirit king would look like and then more years pass and i'm like okay i'm going to make a comic book and the first two characters i make specifically for a comic book is are are, uh master molecule and lady liberty okay they were always the main point of of Mm -hmm. the comic uh the original idea was a lot different than the end result Uh, the original idea was more so 
seeing like characters through the decades. Mm-hmm. So and okay. kind of playing with the idea of like comics developing. So you would have like a more fifties kind of wholesome, like G whiz oh, yeah. golly story. Yeah. Okay. And, and then you go into the sixties, seventies and things like to mark the death of the silver age, things are getting a bit more heated and realistic. And then the book would kind of end with the eighties, which would mark like everything's dark and gritty yeah. and everything's just down in the dirt. And it would sort yeah, of that's like, that would be like the end point where it's that would, that's like the biggest shift in the media. Yeah. I think because then nineties, what are you going to get with the nineties? Like everyone has extreme in their name and uh, neon, a bunch of neon pockets like, everywhere. Lots, Everything, of, neon, lots yeah. of pockets and fanny packs. Fanny packs. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, uh, that was the original idea, and uh, I that kind of just got lost. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't exactly in love with it. Yeah. And uh, as I as I kept trying to, I knew I wanted to make a book about with these characters, at least Master Molecule and Lady Liberty. And I was like, I don't know, there's something missing. And I I just thought, well, what if what if he was the leader of a team? And, and then I just went through all my old stuff and I'm like, okay, Spirit King, Nightman, Master Molecule, that'll be the team. And then it just kind of went from there. Um, and then just spent a couple years just in my free time, not even really thinking of it as uh, like a possible career sort of thing, mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, for fun, because it's like, oh, I'm never going to make a comic. It's never going to happen, but why not? Just, just, just to, for something to do. Yeah, because uh, I've mentioned that this is a story, uh, the, the current story, villain seeking hero. It's something I've entirely planned out, beginning, middle, end. So. Oh, awesome! Put, that was actually like, something I was going to ask as well. And so, like, is this a you talk? There's a finale to this that you know, or like, because I was going to ask that: is this going to be like an ongoing series, or like, like you know how many issues or how many volumes there are to this? Uh, yeah, I pretty much have everything outlined. Okay, awesome. To the point, so it would be an on if if things go well, it, it will be an ongoing series. Um, yeah, but it's definitely something I have every issue planned out. That's and awesome. In term, because I, I personally believe that you you can't. I don't like that sort of storytelling where you come up with it as you go. Yeah. Because mm. I feel a lot of people lose either a lot of steam or just lose the sight of what the project is. Yeah, a lot of times they start bending their their the story uh, based off what people are wanting or ex- you know the expectations of other people. So yeah, I feel uh, the 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 modern Star Wars films is a great example of that, <laughs> yep. where uh, there there you can tell there was no real game plan. Yeah, and then it kind of just I don't know how you guys feel about those films, but it, yeah, for, mixed, for, it's a mixed bag for me yeah. personally. <laughs> I just feel it kind of pitters out at the end. Yeah. But, th- um, yeah, I think that was it with those. It was kind of like you had something that was so like almost like a holy grail of something of a story that was so mm-hmm. revered, and it's like, but you went back to the well just maybe too many times for that that people kind of got fed up of it. I think there's a definite issue when it comes to certain things. At least I found coming from Scotland, like at least in American culture with stuff, whether it's movies, comics, and um, TV shows. Like there's this thing of doing something till death until everybody gets fed up of it and then we'll stop yeah. rather than you know like I, I use i use like great british tv shows like there's great british tv shows some faulty towers is always the one i use a great british mm-hmm. comedy and it lasted like 11 episodes 
and he's yeah, never yeah. went back to it but it is yeah. so revered and it's considered such a great show and it's because they left it alone like it had a stopping point and that was okay there's something about having uh, just a completed story because mm. uh, i i think when we look at more uh mainstream comic books there is while they are appealing because they are you know some of the most iconic and famous characters yeah uh you can also see if, if you read them long enough that there's not real the growth and change is, is very minimal in terms of what they will allow uh and then you can just see them sort of spinning their wheels and mm -hmm. you know you can only see i don't know like i think one of the biggest changes that almost occurred was when when batman w almost got married and mm -hmm. they're like I've, i haven't seen a married batman before yeah and uh, then they're like well too bad you're not getting that and it's like oh, oh okay <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah same you know. same with superman and uh, his son i feel like that was one of the biggest things in a while having john kent superboy oh like, yeah and I, I think they just totally ruined something amazing they like they tapped into something so great with that and then went yeah let's age him up i hate that i was like why everybody says they love him why are you touching that thing like yeah. I listened to an interview with Brian Michael Bendis, and that's what he, he said. Like, oh, I only aged him up because uh, nobody had done that. No, we, we don't know what we haven't seen what that looks like. He's like, well, yeah, that's because we only had like this kid for two years. Yeah, <laughs> because know? like we never because Superman hadn't had a kid before. This was new in itself. Like, you could have ran with that for years before you aged him up. Mm -hmm. But uh... I, same with uh, Spider Man. You know, it's like oh, I, don't I, don't even get me started in the Spider Man thing. That's that's like, like a touchy point. <laughs> The last time I got really jazzed over a Spider-Man story was uh, Superior Spider-Man. Mm. Like he's dead, Doctor Octopus is in his body, and now he's basically like a supervillain. So I was like, okay, that's I haven't seen that. Like yeah. that's new. Uh, but to be honest, I think I, I'm like most people. It's like you, uh, my ideal Spider-Man is the one from Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, one hundred percent. That is one hundred percent the logical. The Peter endpoint. Parker. Yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. That, that is so cool. If it because in the '90s that was the idea, you know, it was going to be uh, Spider-Man, Mary Jane married, going to have a kid, and then they they killed off the kid, and then you know, late a couple years they broke off the marriage, whatever. But if they were to continue that, that's totally what it would have been. He's, a, he's a slightly overweight, lazy, pizza-eating, middle-aged father. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like yeah. everything's ruined, and he's like, "Oh, am I the problem?" He, wear, he, he wears brown trench coats. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what Peter Parker is. He's 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 a screw up, and, yeah. and that's that's the appeal. But it, like they seem adamant at keeping him forever. At let's say I don't know twenty five. Yeah, it's oh, like he's, he's he can't afford rent. He can't do this. He can't do that. It's like well, I want to see him being unable to do other things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's my thing as well. I think it's definitely it's actually something I've got down to eventually talk about on the podcast, like as a whole show. Um, I'm sure is a question of like should like superhero characters like especially in Marvel and DC should they should they finish like should yeah. like 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 Captain America like back in the Marvel now when he got like depowered and we got like Sam Wilson as Captain America should that have been just where we went should we ever brought Steve Rogers back should that have been the end of his story and moving forward Spider-Man and Mary Jane getting married and having their kid and like you know, go off into the sunset and Miles becomes the official only Spider-Man. Like, should we end stories? and Because like, if you ever want to go back and read them, you can go back and read them. Those stories yeah, are still, still there. 
Yeah. But to tell new stuff and new characters rather than like, you know, rebooting the universe like five times and you know, I think DC's done it like two or three times within a matter of years, <laughs> you know, it's like we're running out of ideas. Let's reboot. <laughs> I'm not I I wouldn't advocate that in terms of because you, realistically they they'll never do that. You mm. can't they they're not going to get rid of these characters cuz oh, yeah. they're such big IPs. But I feel what's often missing from a lot of comics is growth. And yeah. I feel for readers watching your character grow up or just evolve, change, it, it, it's one of the most rewarding things is character development. That's like one of the best examples is probably Dick Grayson. Like you watch yes. Robin grow up from being like the kid sidekick to being his own superhero and not just a superhero, but being like one in the universe. Everybody is like everybody respects mm -hmm. you know, this guy's all right. And and he he surpasses Batman in that sort of thing. He's better than better than Batman on a like human level, I suppose. He he got to be the Batman Batman wishes he could be. In a yeah. Way where he's like he actually has joy in his life. Yeah. Well, that's it. He kind of like is he can do all the stuff Batman does, and there's also the emotionally stable one that can you know have a normal life as well to a certain extent. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would actually agree. He's a perfect example. I think just just based on this conversation. One of the peaks of DC, at least in, in Batman, when Dick Grayson was Batman and it was Damian Wayne Robin. 100%. I love that because that's the story of Batman Bruce Wayne. He's the, he's the human of the Justice League. He's just the dude. He's just a guy. And how's that story going to end? He's got, he's got to die. And yeah. that's the logical end point because... I don't like where he where he is now in comics, like with uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Oh like, yeah. Oh, he's the center of the universe, and there's the Bat God, and then there's the seven evil Batmen, and then they're all gotta fight. And it's like, okay, I remember when he was just like a dude in a costume, just like, like hovering in the dark in an office, like looking at files, like, uh, like just a detective. Yeah, you know, he's just. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I was like, I was just gonna say, it's kind of funny that you talk about like you know the Damien, you know the Dick Grayson, Damien Wayne dynamic. It's such a great dynamic, but I always oh, find right. that funny that like um that Grant Morrison was the one that brought that onto the scene, and then he was also the one though that had like Bruce Wayne being this like, if he has enough prep time, he can be anybody. Yeah. No. No, no, he no. started that with Justice League. Yeah, he started that in his JLA, and I love the fact that then all of a sudden he he was the one that ended up you know ushering in or helping usher in the dick grayson batman and just taking that other era but like i think that was like a great era for it also you got to have the who was the happy-go-lucky kind of robin character as now this kind of happy-go-lucky batman mm -hmm. with a small angry robin who was basically just like his dad's it was a complete flip in the dynamics as well which is just awesome yeah well that's something new you know we we, we haven't seen that really and that's why I think a lot of people that really resonated with a lot of people, uh, and, and of course, you know, went back to the status quo. But it, that's one of those moments. Like you could see they they had something, and then and then they lost it in in favor of uh, just going back to norm. Yeah, because they even tried to like keep it going a little bit, like because eventually Bruce Wayne came back, but then he ended up doing like the whole Batman Incorporated thing, and we still had Dick Grayson as Batman for a little bit. Yeah, they did that in uh, Black Mirror. And it was like, oh yeah absolutely love that book as well black men are so good um but it was one of those things like okay so we are going a new direction so bruce wayne's back but he's not picking up the bat mantle and then they went oh no we're doing new 52 screw that mm -hmm. like, like okay but the thing is the thing is with new 52 <laughs> they continued batman incorporated mm. 
because they're like, no, it, uh, Grant Morrison's like, what? You rebooted the universe? And I, no. And then he just kept writing like nothing had happened. Yeah, so, it's like they rebooted the universe, except for the fact of that you had um, Batman didn't change and Green Lantern didn't change because Jeff Johns was writing that at the time. Mm-hmm. Everything else changed. It was like, okay. Why Why are the those histories not changed? Oh, no, sorry. They did change something of Batman's. Tim Drake was never a Robin. Oh, right. He was always Red Robin. I'm like, I... No. No, I've never hated a change in a book more than that. I love Tim Drake. I'm like, don't do that to him. <laughs> he was he was the third Robin. He's the best Robin. Like, I love Dick Grayson, but I love him as Nightwing. Tim Drake is the best Robin. 100%. And the fact they took that away, I always hated that. So was that... Not to derail the combo. <laughs> but was fine. that um, was that part of? So when you were thinking about doing the comic, was that? Like oh yeah, we were talking the... about your comic. Sorry, I went oh, in yeah, a t- no, 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 I went no, in a total no, tangent. It's fine. It's fine. This is this is this is what being a comic book fan is all about. You get just get lost in these sort of. That's literally what we do every week in our podcast. We get a topic yeah. and we just ramble for an hour and a half, and apparently people like watching it. So. And um, just before I'm you ask your stepping in across the shoes right now and redirecting the combo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but thank you. Actually, normally does that. Um, but before you jump into that nitro, let me just um, give a shout out. Thank you, Jay Sanchez, John. I'm doing good, man. Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, just shout out in the chat. Thank you for coming and being part of the interview. Um, and anyone that's watching the the chat as well, if you've got any questions you want to ask Lewis about his book, about um, being a comic book writer, whatever, just throw it in the chat, and we'll just randomly throw them at him at some point during the show. So okay. go for nitro. So, uh, so Lewis, so back to, back to what we were talking about earlier. So you you went on um, you went on a thing talking about how the most important thing for you in comics is just showing the growth in characters. So when you approached this comic, was that like the the main like foundation that you wanted for the characters for the series? It's like you want to show that growth. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, the main thing with this comic, and you guys have both read it, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, when we start in issue one, it's not an origin story. It's not. It, there's no real beginning. Yeah. It's in the sense that you are you have just entered this world at a certain point in time. I love how you just yeah. I love how you just jump right into it from the very first panel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, it, you just jump right in, and as, the more you read, the more you get to you get little snippets of information. You get to figure out like. You get an idea of who these characters are, just on a very surface level. Yeah. Um, and then the more you read, that is when you get to see who they actually are, I, yeah. I imagine. Uh, at least in these first couple of issues, you get you get more on Master Molecule, the protagonist, if anything. Uh, mm-hmm. But the idea is with all these characters, they are at a certain point in their life. And the whole point of this story is to watch them grow in the sense of like they like why are they here like why yeah. how did they end up at this point why are they super villains in, in to use to use the comic book term like what is their origin story like what yeah. led them to this point and i i think um it's way more interesting to learn the 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 reasoning and origins as you go along mm-hmm. as opposed to just being given it to you right off the, uh, right out the gate yeah just like um, a natural part of the storytelling process like throughout the story like let yeah. the story tell itself yeah because I enjoy when you have, like with, with these first couple of issues, I'd argue with Master Molecule, this is what happens. You have an idea, like like issues one through seven, let's say that. Mm-hmm. It's like you read him, and it's like, okay, I get what this guy's about. 
Yeah. And then when we get to issue eight, dude, some something happens, and then it's like, okay, wait, what's like, what is this guy's deal? Like, dude, what's going last, on? The last three pages, and just FYI, we're not going to give any spoilers at the moment for every, for anyone listening. So <laughs> if you if you do get a chance, please go out and get this, um, so you can discover that for yourselves. Yeah, Later we'll on, maybe we'll... we might get into some spoilers, but right now we're going to try to keep it spoiler free. Yeah, we'll do a but, spoiler like spoiler warning section when yeah. we actually delve a bit more into the book if we've got time just we'll try and keep it as free now so you can go and read it yourself because trust me you want to read it you know firsthand but I, I will say the last three pages like blew my mind i was like dude this is freaking awesome <laughs> i appreciate that like yeah. that's that uh that was i i pushed for the uh for the publisher to, yeah. because originally the idea was they for the digital releases they were going to just do uh just volume one and I was talking to my editor. I'm like, listen, like, if you want to get all these issues out, if you want like a to give a good first impression, I got the other three issues of Volume Two ready. Yeah. And yeah. I think if we put it all together, it's gonna show people what this, give an idea of what this story is. If it's yeah, not because what you think. even though they're yeah. part of two different volumes, I feel like that's the that's a complete story. That arc is like from beginning to end. But For it, me, it's obviously, the it's first still gonna climax. Like, yeah. That's the first yeah. Big thing to happen. <clears throat> Yeah, because I was, I was honestly shocked when you, like, posted, and you know, because, like, you'd posted, like, about the first volume coming out. I thought that was great. And then you started posting, like, the first half of, like, volume two was coming out. And I remember thinking, like, that's really random that you're bringing out three issues of the second volume. Like, if wouldn't you bring out, like, a whole second volume? Wouldn't you stop at the first volume? And then, like, when you read those three issues, you're like, okay, this makes more sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, it was... Uh, it was it was just happenstance. It was just the right time. Everything kind of clicked, and I'm happy it did work the way it did because it, it's it, that's the one thing everybody like agrees upon that that big reveal. Yeah, everyone's no like did not see that coming. But what I enjoy, uh, I there's setup to it because mm -hmm. uh, I think in issue four, I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to spoil it just now. But when the two characters interact in issue four, they their dialogue. Like they have information that you wouldn't have expect them to have. Yeah, I, yeah. So, I, I gotta be honest. I kind of called it during that issue really? four. I kind of thought, not to the extent that we find out. Obviously, we're going to this more in the spoilers. Like I didn't expect that massive reveal of it, but I kind of like, I saw the hint that that's the direction we were going with it, and then it just we got to the end of the issue, and I'm like, oh, it's like I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was it, it was really well done. I'm like I. I think that's the thing as well, getting to the end of issue 8 and having that reveal, I'm like, it's a great climax point because like, I want to read issue 9 now, like, okay, I need to know more about this, like, I need to know yeah. how this happened. Because it's not Jordan. your... Oh, sorry. No, it's just it's not your typical, like, direction I expected the story to go, so I'm like, okay, I need to see how this got to be now, like... Yeah. Right. Uh, I, um... The, the, the rest of Volume 2, where we're currently working on that, we just have one left. Uh, the artist Kyle Petrock, he's currently doing his pencils and inks. Um, and then as soon as uh, Action Lab gets gets back in order, uh, we'll be able to get those out. So, And then we'll have the awesome. completed uh, second volume. But the way that's going to go, it, issue nine, it's going to be like the, the moment after. You know, it's directly following up from that. And then issue 10 is... Uh, a day in the life. If you, like, it's called our alter egos. So you get to see mm. the the one the one the two characters just when they're like not, you know, be in their in their costumes. Yeah. 
uh, which we haven't seen yet, especially with the the main character in question. Um, and then the final one is another documenter issue. And if, to explain the documenter, it's basically my form of the Watcher, if anything, where it's just this uh, it's, it's omniscient, yeah, omniscient uh, entity that sort of is my my uh, writing device to just share stories regarding supporting characters i gotta say that was probably one of my favorite one of my favorite issues because it just the non-linear storytelling of that specific issue i i really liked and it was yeah it was very funny i'm glad i the the fun with that with the with the documentary doc it, i like the, the 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 humor for me is because she's she i try to write her to be a bit unhinged given that she's yeah. been isolated for god knows how long yeah. and and with the point of the story, like the story that she tells, is a very, it's a very horrific ending. But she, gets she talks the, about it so casually. She, yeah, she talks about it. Well, my 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 idea is, if you were if you were like this watcher esque character, there's somebody who's watched every like reality for as long as it's been around. Yeah, you would just be so desensitized. To oh yeah, oh yeah. And the other idea is because she doesn't really have any real social cues the one of the big punchlines is that she gets the wrong lesson out of the story where she's like oh and, and keeping secrets is a bond of friendship and we're all together and that's beautiful i wish i could have a friend and it would be wonderful yeah. but i think the, i think part of that part of that issue is some of the reveals of some of the superhero team it was hilarious i think captain imagination was probably my favorite really I, oh I, yeah because it was like <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, but no, that's not a spoiler. She's sitting at the table and she's she's just staring there. And then the next panel is that it's the jewel. It's the green jewel. And then it cuts back to her and back to the jewel and then back to her. And she goes, "All right, I'll do it." <laughs> next, <laughs> the next scene, she's a super. Yeah, I love it because I think it's what makes that even more of a punchy point is the fact of like you get these almost like over the top epic like origin stories prior to it. Yeah. And then hers is literally just sitting talking to a jewel, and I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so well done. I well, okay, I can't spoil that, but just just a little just a little thing to watch out for. Uh, in issue, you, you can spoil it if you want. We won't tell anyone. <laughs> it's not a spoiler, but in issue, it's more like a little hint to watch out for. In issue three, Nightman takes the jewel. So mm, I was wondering what happened to that. Yeah, oh, no, I missed that. I'm... Into his pocket, so. Oh, okay. oh I need to go back and look at that then. I missed that one. Um, oh. uh, yeah, uh, the one, the one that people seem to like the most is the the Aquaticus one, where it's just that the was hilarious too. It's, it's like, well, what is his origin story? It's like, oh yeah, he just left the ocean. <laughs> That's it. And I was like, he's already wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, there's like no explanation for it. He's just sitting there and then just goes like, okay. You got a humanoid shark sitting at the bottom of the ocean. He's already in a jumpsuit. He's like, ah, I'm just gonna go be a superhero. Exactly. He's like, he's already. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then yeah, and then the others are a bit more traditional. Like the the whole point of that, that for the context of the viewers, these are members of a, of a of the antagonists in in volume one, a, a team called the the Super Society. And I know I know this. You you could not tell in a million years. But believe it or not. They're supposed to be a joke of, of the Justice League, and I and I, no. I can't imagine how anyone could could see that. I really I really can't. <laughs> it was so well hidden. I really really like uh, lots of subtext going on, you know, like just my craft as a writer, you know, it's just whatever. But uh, but that that was kind of like the main. Okay, let's let's go into what the volume one is, and it's basically 
Well, hey, how how long are we in? Because it's like now. Here's the synopsis of what the story is. Uh, We're about forty five minutes in, which is about how long it takes us to get started. So don't worry yeah. about it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it, 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 it centers around the character known as Master Molecule, and he's basically uh, he, he's he's just this middle aged supervillain who is in a downward spiral professionally, and he he works uh, as a part of this large villain union of sorts that basically handles like rogues gallery designation and just like they they tell you what type of villain you could be like oh you could either be a solo villain or a team villain and it, he has been demoted to becoming the leader of a, of a new team called the frightening five and he goes to meet his team and in, as opposed to there being five members there's only three himself included it's it's him uh a the self-proclaimed god of the spirit world a gentleman by the name of spirit king and then a mute uh muscle man of mystery aka nightman can i just say i love that reveal and like the issue as well like when he's given this big impassioned speech when he's told yeah. he's going to be leading this team and then he it just turns to the crowd he's like where are the rest of them like it's just us and it it's and just, the next just... panel, he he's frustrated, and he just holds his finger up. And then the next panel, he's going off with the uh, that guy. I forgot what's his name. Blacksmith. The, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was hilarious. So... Yeah, I'm glad that's one thing that seems to be hitting with a lot of people. Seem people are getting the humor, which is yeah. good. Which I've got to say, you nickname do... for Spirit King was Mister God. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> Mister God. <laughs> which I do have to say that for anyone who's um, watching, like yeah, Louis, you totally capture a great comedic tone in the book, which yeah. Which is really hard to do for a comic book. Like comic books, like actually being like properly funny and keeping that comedic tone is something that's really difficult. But you honestly have captured it, uh, like within those first eight issues of such a great tone. It's like oh, you... thank you. Like, I don't know. Um, I always with the with what the story is and what it's going to be. I feel that having a more comedic, lighthearted, not lighthearted, but just almost silly, absurdist tone to it makes it. Uh, it makes it, it it's going to make the serious moments a bit more impactful if, mm -hmm. if you will uh like with issue eight like not to not to heart back on that I, <laughs> hey hey listeners like we keep talking about issue eight you know maybe check it out but like what happens in issue eight uh, with that ending like that that is a not it's serious it's like a very it's a serious idea of sorts oh yeah it's like i think i think that's a great stuff about the stuff even from the whole of volume two is like there's a lot of com comedy within like issue six, seven, and eight, but you also get a lot of serious moments because we really start to find out more about Master Molecule and those issues and a bit more about his personality and his character and his connections, you know. And um, obviously well, with the big reveal that's well, in issue eight, and then you know the friendship with Skull Commander. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it, with Skull. Commander. It's like I I kept questioning myself on that because his organization is called Skull as well. And I'm like, is he Skull Commander or am I just like duplicating that words from? <laughs> No, you got it. Um, okay, so like, let's just sum it up before we get into volume two. Mm, volume yeah, let's, one. I'm sorry, I keep going to Tanya. Finish the sum up, absolutely. Very well, but uh, volume one is just. I I always imagine volume one as a welcome to the world, a, a pilot of sorts. You 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 read it, you get a you get a good uh, you get a full story out of it, and it gives you an idea of of the rules and the characters and just kind of as. I implied like the world of what this place is. Yeah. And then when volume two starts, volume two just starts at the end of another story. In yeah. case in case you picked up on it, like <laughs> the uh issue six, it's all a red herring. 
because the cover, the 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 synopsis, because it's it's hyping it up to be like this big space epic, where it's like, oh, yeah. Master Molecule, Spirit King, and Nightman are going to uh, steal the moon, and only one guy can stop them. And then when we start the story, it's at the end of that story. Like they're done. <laughs> they did that adventure. It was like, yeah. well, what are we gonna do? It's like, well, let's go eat, and they like, go to, a... <laughs> and then you, the rest of the issue is like, well, let's just go to like McDonald's. Yeah, I love that that literally, it literally kicks off with just Master Molecule sitting on the moon, staring at Earth. That was one of the big things, like, uh, the, the, that was one of the big things I really wanted. Just, like, this nice, quiet moment of just this guy, because it, it, it's so absurd. It, it's just this guy in a spacesuit staring at Earth, just, and the, it's this once-in-a-lifetime moment of being on the moon, you know, and just having, like, this beautiful moment of staring at the blue marble from this wonderful angle. And all he could do was just think about himself, like, oh, yeah. why does everything bad happen to me? Uh, and like, but that's the whole point of the story is like, they do all this crazy stuff, but to them it's just just a day at the office. Yeah. And like, so they just have, they're still dealing with their whatever they're dealing with, uh, and that's what they're focused on. Like, you know, like like you know, like human beings, you know, you just you you have work, and then you know, what about my life? Like my personal life, got to juggle everything. And then, and then volume two, at least the, the volume two is called Friends, Family, and Other Problems. And I'd argue that the first three issues are definitely the friends part. Mm -hmm. And then the rest, the next three issues are definitely the family part. So that's going to be, that's going to be your whole thing. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then volume two, the, the antagonist there is, is, is Skull Commander and uh, his skeleton crew. Uh, <laughs> consisting of his, his his girlfriend the duchess uh spectro the ghost and the ghost and the robot um and then two others scientist and just a big guy because of course and then that that whole thing that's just like that's just like two i like volume two a lot at least that whole like aspect of it cause oh yeah as i just Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, like, I, just, I absolutely love Skull Commander. I, just, I think he's such a great character, and it's like just his whole team, his whole setup, and then finding out there's a history between him and Master Molecule, and going into that. I'm like, I am so, yeah, I'm so up for that. That was just so, so much fun. Oh. Yeah, I. If, you know, oh, really? We're having technical issues. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, I'm, I, is, is yeah, all I right? was going to... The connection was a bit laggy. Yeah. Okay. I, I was wondering, the screen started jumping a little bit. and So, uh, I think... what you said, real quick? Uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, I absolutely love Skull Commander. I love that whole um, setup he's got with Skull and with his crew and just finding out that relationship and connection to Master Molecule. Just everything about that and those issues is just is so much fun. I just think he's such yeah. a fun character. Yeah. Well, the thing with the thing with that, it's it's once again, it's this grandiose setting. Like it's this guy, it's a is a living skeleton, who is in charge of his own organization, and that is very much based based on like uh, Cobra from the yeah. Joe Cartier. Yeah, I I kind of got that. I think the Duchess gave that one away for me, especially like uh, it's I, I Skull, Commander. Skull Commander would have been the obvious uh, the obvious one because yeah, like you know Cobra Commander. Uh, and then, uh, well, because he like the idea with him was he he was an amalgam of, of like the biggest '80s cartoon uh, cartoon villains, Skeletor, Skeletor and yeah. Uh, oh Commander. yeah, I see that now. Yeah, that's awesome. 
and uh, it, it, here, I'll just, this is for the, the viewers at home. In case, if you ever make a comic, the best thing you could do is just put stuff you like in it. Like, that's all you, <laughs> that's all you can do. Yeah. That, that's all I do. It's just like, oh, I just want to see this. And I was like, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> and then that, that's just part of the fun. Um, yeah, no, but that whole thing, it, once again, it's this whole grandiose setting. It's this living skeleton in charge of an entire villain organi organization and they, they they live out in a, in a giant kind of like flying headquarters over the city and it's this whole big thing but the drama of the issue is like he wants to just reconnect with his old friend yeah that 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 i found that part hilarious because he kept talking about how he wanted to be his friend <laughs> and he's just like mastermind super villain and he just wanted a friend man he just wants a friend <laughs> yeah I, I and i and but it, because he's a super villain you know you get to take it to those extremes where okay I want to get Master Molecule back in my life. What do, what do I do? Well, he has these new guys in his life. What I got to get rid of them. We'll yeah. just kill him. We'll just kill him. Like, and then that's it. Because then, huh? then he'll have me, and then that'll be fine. And then, you know, then it kicks off into into issue eight, where oversight is, is the enemy to all men. Oh yeah, just I love that reveal. We won't go into the spoilers of that just quite yet. But like the reveal when you know he's like he thinks I've gotten rid of them. I'm going to be it's just you and me again. It's like. And Master Molecule just kind of goes and just starts bursting out laughing in his face. Just that kind of big reveal is like just absolutely awesome. Oh, it's a little laggy again. Yeah, we're lagging a bit. It's all right. I think it's I think it's better. Okay, we're good. Okay. I will say there was there was sorry to me cut you off, Louis. Uh, there was a couple points where I like audibly laughed out loud. And okay. Please tell me. Of, tell me. Yeah, yeah. One of them was when I forgot what the 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 superhero um, group. I forgot what their name was. Again. The Super Society. That's right, Super Society. Uh, when they, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Should Never we just go into spoilers? Let, like, should we yeah, just, let's just, like, jump right into it. Yeah. So anyone that's in chat right now, we're gonna we're okay, gonna go let's... into full blown spoilers for the first eight issues of Villain Seeking Hero. We're probably gonna touch on a lot of stuff because. There's really not much more we can say without actually saying what goes on in the yeah. books. If you want to read this firsthand, I'll throw it into chat again. I'll throw the link for the Comicsology yeah, page. If you want to feel what what we've all felt here, like <laughs> if you want to just like get get the impacts the way they were intended. Yeah, absolutely. Right and like I said, it's like less than twelve dollars. Like less yeah, than twelve dollars. Re go read it. And then come back, and then you can uh, listen to the conversation again. Yeah, I mean, so the spoilers in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, we're good to go. All right, there we go. We're done. We're we're going into full spoiler territory. So, Nitro, right. you go for it. You were going to tell them the bits yeah. that made you laugh out loud. Go for it, man. So, one of the ones that popped into my brain was when the Super Society, when they find, when they track them down at their lair, um, the evil superhero lair, <laughs> and it was uh, is is it Kai. Kaihima? Kaihima. Kaihima, right? So she's obviously the leader, um, or she's leading them. And she's talking, and she's like, who leads you? And Master Molecule goes, I do. And then she just proceeds to tell him what she's going to do with her sword to him. And the next frame is him, like, all the way in the distance, yeah. <laughs> like, in the doorway. That was hilarious. Uh, you know, that, that was a good because I, I wanted that to be good juxtaposition between leaders. Yeah. Because... Kaima is supposed to be like this very like strong, like determined, confident, competent leader. Yeah. 
as opposed to Master Molecule, was just like, F this, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I like how you made him. He seems like a, a doofus, but like he can still get things done like if he has to. Like, I think he can he's still. Scrappy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you kind of see that like when him and Kahima kind of like finally face off like at the end of that. Like when the two of them are face to face and he's like even tied to the chair and stuff. It's like you see that he is actually really capable. Yeah. Although obviously not not ex amazingly capable because he's lost <laughs> up to this point in his life, and um, but like he's, he's got, not he's not just a, a nobody. He can at least put up a fight. Yeah, we have to imagine because because in the context of the universe, he's been a supervillain for about twenty years. Mm. Yeah. So, it, you, you, he must have had a couple wins every now and then. And it's the other argument is like, if he's been doing this for twenty years, he he must have been doing something right to the to the point like he's still alive. And yeah. Still, like functioning like he knows what he's doing which is like which is kind of like where the drama with the other characters come in because the other characters especially the spirit king they're just kind of loose with what they're doing which is mm -hmm. you know incites all the all the all the conflict i love the fact that there's like so on the surface you have superheroes and you have supervillains but like it goes deeper than that because within the supervillain community it's like almost like political factions <laughs> like you have <laughs> You have um, the one that Master Molecule is a part of first. That it's like it's a very authoritative, and this is how we're gonna do it. And then like um, the skull, skull guy, yeah, yeah, that's it's hilarious. It's brilliant. I love that. Which and that's two totally separate ways. What, what's it? Yeah, because he wanted the more uh, laissez-faire system of just yeah. like, well, let's just be evil and do whatever. Yeah. What, what's a real shame? I never got to include what Skull stood for because it's an anagram for something. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask because like it never gets mentioned. It's like and it's clearly like S K U L L. Uh yeah no it's um, supervillains slash killers union limited liability. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that awesome. awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I I'm gonna include it down the road, but it's just a little a sneak peek here. That's you got hilarious. it. Um. Yeah, no, because I, I wanted, because the idea with Volume 2, it's supposed to be when you when you run into that old friend that's clearly done better than you. Yeah. And and that's that's what Skull Commander is, because he, he has his own organization, he has his own clique, and seemingly, uh, you know, he like he's in a relationship with someone who, who likes him with the, mm -hmm. in the form of the Duchess. And because Master Molecule, now that we, we, we're uh, going into spoilers, like, there's little points all throughout where he lies about his life. Yeah, because they talk about like, oh, are you in a relationship? And he's like, no, I'm still single. Yeah, and and it's stuff like that. So it's like he meets this guy, and he, you know, he's he's clearly done better. He has his whole organization. He's the the commander of it all, uh, and it all boils down to the more human element of. But Skull Commander is still there's something in him, I guess, where he's he's just petty or. I like he just isn't in control of how he's feeling or whatever yeah. like he he can't let go that it, to, in lack of a better term that master molecule is the one thing that's like he's the one that got away like, yeah yeah he's, he's my friend emotionally insecure <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah I, I love that he just like breaks down like because you obviously see the story beforehand like when they used to be partners and he's like come with me and he says no i'm going to keep doing what i'm doing and then just when he breaks down like offering it to him again and master molecule's like no, I'm not going. I'm not going to well, join like, you. You're never going to get a second chance. And then the next panel, it's he's giving him a second <laughs> yeah. chance. That was hilarious. Yeah, 
and it's like and then he i just love that skull commander just loses it at that point like all like composure is gone and he's just like screaming at him he just cannot understand why like why in the world (laughs) because you gotta imagine like being in skull commander's shoes like he's done he's concocted this master plan and uh, to his under like to his knowledge it's working like he's killed spare king and, and nightman he's under that belief uh, and then now, uh, like he's impressed, impressed Master Molecule with his, his grand show uh, of of what Skull is. It's like, well, how how could he say no? Like, and it's also in his speech. He thinks Master Molecule doesn't really have anything else in his life. It's basically, mm-hmm. it's basically just calling him a loser without calling him a loser. Yeah. And and he's like, this is the one big chance you're ever gonna get in your life now at this point to do something. Mm-hmm. And it 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 would be that sort of like. And then Master Molecule has the goal to say, nah, I'm good. So yeah. it's like, it, it just wouldn't click. And it's like, well, why? Like, what is the point? Yeah. And that's what the reveal is in issue eight. It's like that Master Molecule does have stuff in his life. And he does have like this whole other uh, world. And I'll let you guys spoil what that world is. Well, that, like, not, not to speak on the behalf of Cross, but we're both dads. We both have little kids. So, like, the reveal at the end that where uh, his kid comes in and is talking to him. I'm like oh that makes me like him even more and i know he's a super villain and he's probably a creep of a guy but that makes me like him even more yeah i've I, I got i've got to say i did kind of say this to nitro earlier like before we came on like I, I really connect a lot with master molecule like i feel like he's like a kind of spirit animal to me like i just absolutely love the character and just even like the moment that always gets me is the moment like when they're in the diner after the whole moon thing um, and seeing him like when he started getting shot at and he's just like curled up in the floor and Spirit King's just <laughs> sitting next to him and he's just talking to him and he's like can you why can't you just leave me alone <laughs> why can't you just go away and, like I just I feel so bad for him and then just to see that reveal at the end of issue 8 when like he walks in and he's got you know his kids come up to him and it's like like I said in issue, going through issue 4 I kind of had a hint there was something between him and okay spoilers here for this if you're still here and uh, for Shame on you. there was hints at him and Lady no, Liberty. No, no. If, if, any, if you if people are interested in the book and then they're gonna whine about hearing the spoilers, let them know they're not allowed to buy it anymore. They can't yeah. read it. I'm sorry. I, I disavow you. There you go. I you, disavow you. Yeah, you heard it from the man himself. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> you you missed your chance if you complain there. <laughs> um, but like seeing him and Lady Liberty, and I I, I got a little hint because we'd seen them fight at the very start of issue one. And then there was a hint there. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like a a friendship leading into a romance. And then we get to the end of issue eight, and it's like, no, they're married with kids. They have a life together already. Like that's already an established thing. And I was like, oh, I need to know how we got to that point. That's I need to see what happens next now. Yeah. Um, and just quick shout out in the chat to Mister Morphin, if I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm getting that name wrong. But it's so good to see you, man. Thank you for coming and joining the chat and being part of what we're doing here. Um, but yeah, like that was just uh, that was an amazing reveal. Kind of like Nitro said, like you know, we're we're, we're families, we're married guys with kids. You know, it's like and it just helps you relate to him that little bit more. And like I, I did almost have that kind of feeling of like you know, good for him. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like he has this whole. I I, I alluded to it earlier in the spoiler-free discussion. Like his his, his professional life is not great, mm, but yeah. with with the direction of where I want to take his, his private life that is where he shines and that is where he's probably like i don't know if i should spoil it but mm, no i won't but no, i was gonna say it, that that one's completely on you dude if it's something that's not out yet like I, my hands yeah, are off no, the no, wheel that's up wanna, to you i don't want to do that but like 
you 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 you'll see him in an entirely different light. I'll say that. And then you you could see like, I guess maybe it is the world of of super villainy that kind of like drags him down and makes him a bit more grumpy or uh, yeah. a bit more jaded. But he's definitely he definitely has like other sides to him that you you might have not expected. And I would mm. argue that all the main characters I, I I never got to mention this, but uh about let's say 90% of all the main protagonists and antagonists have been introduced. Mm -hmm. So like okay. every every big every main every essential character is there in one shape or another. And they will come back. If you don't see a character die like outright who's I, I was going to say uh, full spoilers you see a lot of them die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see you see a lot of death at least to a certain degree. Yeah. But but some it's a little ambiguous, and I'm not gonna say what is what. But that is true. Yeah. You never, some of them... know, you never know. Okay. Who can come back at any moment. Okay. Um, okay. I'll be definitely keeping an eye out for that. I'm gonna go back and reread this now. I'm getting so many wee hints. Like I need to go back and look a deeper dive into this. I think. One of my favorite hints towards the Lady Liberty reveal or the marriage reveal is in issue six when they're at the at the burger place mm. and uh, the Spirit King and Master Molecule are going at it. And you know, just talking about what to do next, and Spirit King's like, "Well, why don't we just fight Lady Liberty? If she's your arch nemesis, why don't we just why don't we just go after he her?" Just goes off. <laughs> and he freaks out. He's like, "No, like she's mine. You don't touch her. You don't look at her. You don't talk about her. Like she she's my arch nemesis." And yeah, there's one little note, thing I put that like I, I I don't know if people could pick up, but when he's screaming and he's like. He says she's my, and then he cuts off, and then like says again, she's my arch nemesis. Oh, oh. So I didn't even catch that. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that little thing. Okay, because uh, I think that's the great thing about like the reveal of issue eight. It gives you this great hindsight to look back on every other issue, um, and you it see put a like whole new light on like the first panel. Like it puts a whole new light on that. Yeah, like the the two of them fighting at the start because that that's got me questioning like. Are they married at that point? Is this how it yeah. started? Is this even like at the end of issue one? Okay, big again. Spoiler for issue one. At the very end of issue <laughs> one, basically being a f almost failed supervillain, they decide we're going to rob a bank. The frightening five, all three of them, they say mm -hmm. we're going to rob a bank, and they get busted by Mister Infinite, who is basically the Superman character of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> and Spirit King kills him, right? like pretty like easy, pretty easily. <laughs> And I'm like, he's, of it, or he's he's happy about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did it, I did it. Well, that's the thing. though, is like, everybody's happy about it, like, because like he's excited about it, and we see um, blacksmith, he's blacksmith, like, good yeah, job, son. he comes back like it's an amazing job. Yeah, he's like commending him. It's so good. And yet, Master Molecule's like freaking out, and like you almost kind of like, why is he freaking out? And yeah. he's talking about like all the rules and stuff. There's rules between heroes and villains, and there's kind of a whole new light even shed on that with the fact of like yeah. well he's married to lady liberty so yeah is that yeah. affecting how he sees like there's rules to how we handle this or is that just something between him and his wife that they've set up of like okay you can fight them but don't kill anybody or something or i think um in terms of the rules it, it's it's all in state okay like if you want to talk about like political intrigue like they're in mm -hmm. some of the issue i've been currently writing uh issue three they're not okay. issue three volume three volume three and there are and it, it, it's introduced in the latter half of volume two okay. and it's the good guy organization mm, which is okay. and it's like the un <laughs> yeah and it, it's 
it, it gives an idea like there is a sort of like symbiotic re relationship between the villain organization and the hero organization and there are like like legal rules like i think i came up with a line like the the super the superhuman civil rights act of 1963 like something like that where you, like you can't unmask somebody and you can't kill them you, you know like there are rules in place yeah. in the context of this universe of what to do and what not to do uh I, and i would imagine in the, in the conflict for master molecule in volume one despite the fact that you don't have that side to it yet of you know he's married to a superhero mm -hmm. but um he's probably a guy who has followed the rules the entire time he's been a supervillain, and like here's this new guy that comes up immediately breaks the rules and everybody's like this guy's great like this yeah. guy's this guy's an up-and-gummer and it's like well that's not fair <laughs> like, it's not how it works <laughs> no it's like I, it's like i it's it's for the people who did everything right their whole life and then yeah, yeah. they still can't get it they still can't it's still not going to work out um and then the other level is like well i don't if, if you have that emotional investment in a superhero the way he does it's like you don't want the other villains to think oh now it, we, it's a free-for-all we can kill whomever we want yeah because it's like well i'm yeah. looking out for my wife mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah you don't want to put her in any danger from any super villain so no. not to not to switch gears or anything we can come back to the specifics of, of the issues but i'm very interested in the actual process of creating a comic um because okay. I, I i went to school for art and i've dabbled in trying to create a comic and it's it's very difficult and it's super time intensive certainly from, from, is. from what i've seen and researched because i haven't done a lot so m my main my specific question is like so when you're writing a comic like there's there's a couple really powerful panels in a comic that don't have any words on them so when you're writing something like are you writing like the details as far as i know exactly what i want this to look like i know exactly how I want this like framed and everything like that. One one example I have um, is when I think it's the Neptunian when he gets killed, and mm -hmm. he is. <clears throat> they have him. The shot is the overhead shot, and it has him laying on the table, and it has the super society surrounding him. And like that's a really powerful image. That one image. Like, how do you go about writing something like that? Like, what's your process? Uh, well, I, I'd argue that. In, at least in comic book writing there's there's two methods right there's the marvel mm -hmm. method and then there's i i would imagine more traditional script writing mm -hmm. uh for those who aren't aware of what the marvel method is it's basically you give the artist a general outline of what the okay. story is and then uh the artist draws it and then you go back in and you you write the dialogue and whatever uh, accord according to what the artist has done for you okay and they, that's what they've done for years is the more uh i, I guess easy is an easy way to do it um, but me, I took like a, like a script writing class a while back. Okay. And so like, I'm very much involved with the panel descriptions and just the tone yeah. and like, like my, my scripts are very in depth. Like if it's a specific shot, like I'm sure to get in there. Like, but if it, you know, some things you can be a little bit, uh, you know, carefree with like yeah. okay master molecule walks down a hallway like have fun with you know drawing that yeah uh, you know like you, you gotta let the artists have you know express themselves in one way or another yeah but if it's like a big specific thing you know i i tend to have a lot of control over it because i do want it to look a specific way hmm. like uh, uh, one example i can think of right off the top of my head is it, in the issue eight when it starts with the flashback of skull commander and master molecule in the diner 
and they're having the argument. You mentioned it where it's it's the thing where he, it ends with him saying, you're never going to get a second chance from me. Yeah. And then the next panel, he's in the same exact pose. It's yeah. like, well, just like reaching his hand out. I was like, come on, join me. And it's like, yeah, that's something <laughs> like that's something I put in it, like in, in the panel descriptions for yeah. you know, comedic effect. Uh, but I'm very hands on. Like, I, I don't think I don't really talk about it very much, but I, I am. I'm not a control freak, but I certainly like having a, a lot of say. You know exactly <laughs> how you want it. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, you know, I, I, because for me, I need it to, to get to the points I, I want. It has to, it has to, I don't know. I try, I try my best to convey it, mm -hmm. but uh, like in terms of, of design and art, like I design all the characters. Yeah. Try, like, okay. That uh, was a question that I had. So you knew how everyone was going to look before they were even like, like illustrated in your book. Like you knew exactly how mm -hmm. they were going to look. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a, a very talented artist. Like I can draw well enough, but I can't draw a book. You know, I can't yeah. draw. A con so like I, I, I just draw the costumes and what the characters are lo look like, and the artists, they, they of course take it and make it look good. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like, the funny enough, like so, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little proud of my design work because, um, funny story. Like for issue five, we had a guest artist, David Hahn, mm -hmm. and he, uh, issue five is the documentary issue. And yeah. The only reason why he even agreed to doing that issue was because he saw my design of, of the documenter, the goth girl. Yeah. And he's like, I want to draw her. I'll do your book. And I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> there <laughs> you, you know, go. Some, sometimes it's, it's something that's uh, that simple. But um, now uh, for me, it's part of the fun because uh, especially with a lot of the background characters, they're references to other things. Yeah. Uh, like one one thing i'm very very this is a, i can spoil this because it's not that big of a spoiler but something i'm very excited for is in volume three you get to see uh a supervillain nightclub oh so, my gosh that's oh awesome. yes and that's i had fun. <laughs> so much fun just designing like because i gotta fill up an entire club yeah so i just sat down one day and i just like went at it just like putting in all these different characters and they're all like a couple of them are like care either future supporting characters or mm -hmm. like reference like you've seen them in the background before you know yeah. it's it's kind of just reinforcing the the universe yeah as well as uh foreshadowing to future events um or future stories there there there's one little thing there's I, i'm not i can't spoil it but there's one like spirit spirit king goes to the nightclub i'll say that oh, and no. spirit king Spirit <laughs> talks to somebody at the bar and they have just a quick little exchange and you would think nothing of it if you're just a casual reader but then way down the line and i mean way down the line that conversation makes 10 times more sense when, oh, okay. when it's when it's revealed as to who that person he was talking to is um and and that's something i like i like having basically set up if you will like just yeah. just little little hints and allusions to like yeah this is a large world and there are multiple things going on that you are not necessarily uh that's not necessarily in the forefront or foreground and there's different things going on in the background yeah which i which i feel is what volume one and and the what's been released in volume two that's kind of what's been going on like you're rewarding like, people for actually paying attention while they're reading now exactly yeah. and that's that's what i think people would appreciate because anybody who's a a fervent reader they'll they'll get it 
Yeah. And but I do make sure that the stories are uh, accessible enough for you know like oh I want to get in on this and you'll get yeah. like a one and done adventure and it's like okay great and then uh but but for continuous readers they'll see like there's this big long overarching thing going on so uh, oh sorry no no go ahead I didn't I mean to cut you off no but in terms in terms of, yeah no but like in terms of the creative aspect um of course I let the artists have fun with what they mm-hmm. want to do you know I can't I can't be so overbearing to the point where yeah. they have to like everything's like you you have to do it this way because then yeah. you're just micromanaging a little too much yeah yeah uh but in terms of, of character design um like everything's specifically designed like uh spirit king with his costume uh as his name was, would imply it's more regal so i thought of the more regal villains i, yeah. I so i thought of like magneto or dr doom something like that where you know he's he's basically wearing a skirt and he's just chilling or he's just got like the the big over the shoulder cape and yeah the well, even the way his hair is like, like how it flips up on the side like you're yeah like, oh, okay this guy knows what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> and then and then master molecule and, and um i there I, i'm not gonna spoil it but there is there's a whole story behind master molecule's costume oh nice. okay there's and, and yeah, it's there's a whole reason because, and it's not even that specific costume, but just like what his costume represents. Yeah. Because I remember I, I listened to some reviewer, and they were like, "I don't get why he's called Master Molecule. Like his costume doesn't even represent anything molecular or anything with atoms or anything." And I was like sitting there thinking, like, "Well, I know something you don't, and because yeah. I know what it what it means, especially yeah. like with the M on it or the double M." like that that's i can't get into it but it's everything is intentional it's not like i'm the things i put in there some very few very small number of things i is for fun but everything else it's it's representative of something or yeah i found myself like like in images like when they were in the diner and stuff like that and i don't know if there's anything to it but I, i find myself searching the background and like trying to like like mentally like frame these images so i can like recall them later if there's any callbacks or anything like that so that's really cool that you do that though it's almost like easter eggs within your own within your own series what's fun i i think like so, some of it are some of the stuff is just easter eggs to my own life that only i would get like yeah with um when i was a kid and this is, i you know i was a big lego kid and mm-hmm. i i had this little mini they call them mini figures right yeah and uh I, it was one of the ones like I, I mixed and matched the pieces. This is something I can. Uh, one of the, it's it's so weird what you remember and what you forget, right? It's yeah. like this is the one thing that just sticks in my, it has stuck in my brain forever. But I had this one little guy and he was like a space guy, and I called him Hopalong Star Springer. And then when I was writing oh. issue six, I'm like, okay, I need to write the space bounty hunter's name. What's his name? And then, and then I was like, what if it's just, what if we just gave him that name? Like that's a silly enough space name. I, 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 I was going to have to ask where that name came from because it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> Hop along yeah. Starspringer. Like, when in the world did you get that name? But that makes total sense now. Same with um, Blacksmith. Blacksmith was a character idea. I, I came up with when I was like 12. Oh, wow. And then, uh, and then, but not like, it, not what he is now. It's like, it's not like when I was 12. It's like, I want him to represent corporate America and yeah. bosses. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah coming up with that at 12. I'm like, wow, I've wasted my life yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, I'm sipping OJ and eating, <laughs> eating crackers and, and celery sticks. I'm, I'm really want to make a, a, an argument about capitalism and just how we treat our workers and whatnot. That's but so like, 
but no yeah like that was one of the things like i i had that same with uh, blacksmith mr infinite because when you're a kid when you're like like coming up with original characters i think for for the most part you're just ripping off other characters yeah and then like because when i came up with mr infinite i'm like oh like he's he's an original character but in hindsight it's just superman yeah so it's like now being able to do this and i need a superman figure cool well i already came up with the character years ago so just put him in there and it's like i know it like it's it's like a as i said it's an easter egg to my own life it's anybody else it's just like it's just you know just like an analog that doesn't even matter because he just gets killed off immediately yeah but that's really cool though that you're able to like bring that sort of stuff back in like all these little things from even when you were a kid just being able to like oh i can use that here and i can use that and honestly i think it plays into the story really well like even the names that they've got and stuff i think it works really well for it yeah, yeah. It, it, oh sorry no no no. go ahead no no, no please I, no i was gonna say I'm, I'm probably gonna derail the conversation but so that's all right I'm i've done that like five times already don't worry about it <laughs> it's so <all> good <laughs> in reading the series it had it obviously has a comedic bend to it um and i think that's actually or i'm not even gonna try to use that word i think that's um <laughs> improved by the art that's used the style of the art that's used mm-hmm. um not that it's a character character style art but it's it's like influenced in that i guess in that direction so like when you like um how did you go about i guess choosing an illustrator or choosing an illustration style how, did, how was that whole process because i'm coming from a background of art so that, right. that that's intriguing to me well okay like in speaking of comic book art um there's so many different styles right mm-hmm. Like I, I imagine nowadays, one of the more popular ones is like the web comic style, where it's it's overly cartoony and simplified. Yeah. And then we have um, like in your more uh, traditional indie comics, it tends to skew on more realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in in more mainstream comics, like like your superhero books, it, while cartoony, it also falls in line of, of realistic. Um, yeah. But with this book, I think the idea was like try to capture a style of a, of a cartoon in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a weird sense but not like overly yeah, yeah. cartoony but just like a nice like like i think one of the this is something i spoke with uh with the, the artist ben matsuya where the, he said like the vibe we were going to go after was um or we kind of just like agreed this was going to go the direction we were going to go into but kind of like the old school Hanna barbera yeah idea like like mm-hmm. with um uh, like Birdman or uh... yeah, because I I noticed the over the like the jaws are like very like like over pronounced and like square and all, that just sets the tone for the whole whole series. Right, because well, I don't know, but that's the fun thing with art. Like I I I'm not a big depending on what the story is. You know, realistic mm-hmm. art is great, but the yeah. point of art is you can go you can exaggerate and go into any direction you want. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know if you have that opportunity why not and with this being such an absurd story with it being like a mix of various elements of, of both like I, I don't know like real things happen but mm-hmm. it, it's more interesting to see those real things occur with characters that look somewhat ridiculous yeah because then it's just it just offers a little bit of a juxtaposition going on mm-hmm. like like on this on, on one level like we'll speak about the friends family and other problems with the skull commander master molecule confrontation just two guys arguing about friendship and just like life and yeah. just dealing with connections and just trying to make things work 
despite the overwhelming odds that it never will go back to the way it was yet uh, when you're looking at it it's a it's a it's a skeleton yelling at a man in a blue spandex suit <laughs> yeah you know? yeah and it's like it, it it kind of it just it you don't expect to see that or you don't normally see that yeah. so when you do it's just it's it, it's more it's more unique and interesting i feel uh, but with all these artists that I have, um, so far the team consists of Ben Matsui and Kyle Petrock, both wonderful artists. Uh, and we had David Hahn on as a uh, guest artist in mm -hmm. issue five, and him and I are working on another project. Um, so he hasn't been able to go back into the book. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think um, Ben and Kyle complement each other well enough that the story has a suitable flow to it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's somewhat consistent so that's good but that's that's the whole idea behind the art just kind of like it's 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 cartoony but you, you sort it's not over the top I think. yeah 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 I, it took me just to be transparent it took me like uh a, a, um a, not an episode issue issue that's right yeah it took me an issue or two to kind of like mentally like get into the art matching up with with the writing but once i did i was like oh okay this is awesome this makes sense i love it that's so, fair yeah and um, so i kind of want to steer the conversation a little bit because we're starting to kind of push to the wrapping up sort of section of it and okay. just last couple of things i wanted to ask really about the book was talked a lot about in master molecule and um, i did want to go a little bit into spirit king and nightman well, I, before we do that, can I let me just ask you guys? Let me ask you two a question. Let me let right. me. Oh wow, it's getting turned around on us now. This is the Lewis show now. This um, is what happens when we bring someone on the show. We automatically get kicked out and taken over. <laughs> but uh, like, okay, this is just for just for me, just for my jollies. Um, can I just know which for for you guys? What was your standout character and what was your standout moment? If you have any. Ah. Uh. If none is if that none is a suitable answer, I'll take that. See, standout uh, character for me, like I literally go back between the three members of the Frightful Five. Like I think Master Molecule is very much a character I kind of relate to now as as a ride along. Like I understand where he is in life, I understand what's going on with him, and I can kind of like understand what's happening with his life at the minute. Um, mm -hmm. Then Spirit King and Nightman, like depending on the mood I'm in, the two of them just one hundred percent intrigue me as well. Though, like oh, I, good. like Spirit King, I am completely intrigued with. Like I need to know if this guy is nuts or not. Um, and kind of one of the things I was going to even ask about is like we get that reveal um, from Skull Commander when he kind of tries to show Master Molecule like who these guys are, and we get the the family picture that has Spirit King in it. Right. Um. Yeah. Which let me pull up. I want to get the name right. So it was like. He's got the his, what, Packard, his yeah, Packard Bristol, the only son of Archibald Bristol, and like yeah. the whole family dies in the fire and stuff. But it's clearly Spirit King, so we start to kind of like get more of a hint that he's not like he's not crazy. There is actually something else going on here, but it also it makes you ask a million more questions about him. I'm like, I'm so like I need to know who he is and what happens with him. And then Nightman's just awesome. <laughs> oh really? I'm glad. You know what? I am shocked with how many people are like jiving with Nightman. I don't I, know I, why. It's like it's, I think I think what makes Nightman work for me is literally the panels where you've got him and Spirit King together. 
Yeah, oh, the two of them are the, uh, able to carry the conversation like it's it's normal. Because the thing is, like, he fills in the conversation for Nightman, but then you like it cuts to his face, and you're like, oh yeah, that's what Nightman's saying to him. Like, you're almost you kind of agree with Spirit King of like, yeah, that's oh, yeah, what's then. happening right now. And I like, I just think the dynamic with the two of them is just so much fun. Like, I love reading the two of them together. Like, I love I love the fact of like when they're facing the Super Society, and like the two of them have like murdered the whole Super Society. <laughs> <laughs> and Master Molecule's still, you know, off dealing with the leader, and it's like, and the two of them just go and get ice cream on the beach. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be, he'll be fine. And, and the like, two, like, I want to know what happened to the ice cream dude. And you could see, uh, you could see him wearing his hat. So I'm like, oh, he's probably dead. <laughs> Who's to say? He just walks away wearing the hat, and I'm like, did he kill him? Did he just randomly steal the hat? You've actually yeah. got no idea. I, I just, I love that dynamic with the two of them. So they would definitely be the standout characters for me like i love master molecule but them together is definitely wanting to i want to know more about them i think for me it's probably blacksmith uh master molecule and the the documentary so blacksmith i just think it's hilarious how he's he tries to comfort master molecule because master molecule is so in the dumps he's like dude (laughs) he's like patting him on the back he's like it's okay man but he can snap into the "I will murder you" in a second. <laughs> yep, I love that. I think that's hilarious. That's a that's a hilarious dynamic. Master Molecule, like you have the you you always hear the term "reluctant superhero," but you never heard the term like "reluctant supervillain." <laughs> like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He's not really in it. His heart's not in it. <laughs> uh, I just I, I love that whole aspect. Are. <laughs> I love that aspect, and like obviously that that expands more um, as we get into the beginning of Volume Two, obviously. Uh, with that big reveal um and the documenter i know we talked about this earlier but the fact that how how she so casually talks about the stuff that she's talking about <laughs> you yep. know it's freaking hilarious so yeah. um, my favorite documenter line is um when, when nikola tesla's metal mongers attack the city in uh what was it like 1943 yeah and, she, yeah. and her just her just thing to describe is like what a bummer like <laughs> just, yeah it's just like really kind of, well that sucks it just so nonchalantly it's like is she's well written and you said we're going to see more of her coming up like the documentary yeah uh the way it's going each volume ends with a documentary issue oh that's cool and it, nice. tie, and it ties into uh the, the main story awesome I, I i'm all for that i think that's and, a cool way to wrap it up because it's not a spoiler but um you you can the the documentary story ties into the main story and i'm not gonna explain how uh, no like, i, I like, kind of figured gonna, it would collide yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, is are we going to see more of her? Is it going to tie in? Is there going to be a bit more crossover? Because like, she's not just put in there just. Well, I guess she could have been put in there just as a kind of like this is just the world that they live in, mm-hmm. to kind of expand it a little bit. But like, is there more to it? So yeah, that's I'm kind of glad to hear that to see how she now connects with the the main universe. There's a there yeah everything. If you have a question for it, most likely there's a whole story like answering it. You just have to. <laughs> We just have to get to that point where we can tell those stories, and uh, hopefully things go well enough in terms of uh, the book succeeding and uh, with the industry turning around. You know, given the given the current crisis. Definitely, but, definitely. Um, and so, last question then about Spirit King and Nightman, just because I don't want to go too far in it. We've talked a lot about this stuff for them already, and um, so are we going to be seeing a lot more of their stories coming up? Because obviously, the first couple of volumes have had very heavy like master molecule story has been very much like mm-hmm. it's his story are we going to start to get those answers about spirit king and are we going to start to find out a little bit more about nightman because we really know nothing about him like at all 
uh with the way volume three is uh volume three is about the main story is five issues and it starts as a master molecule story but then like in the third like the halfway point it morphs into a spirit king story mm. and this is the first time you get actually get to see uh, a lot of spirit king mm. especially away from uh the other guys uh and, and that that's his first um entry in, in the overall story of like what's this guy's deal okay uh but it's definitely it's definitely definitely not like the crescendo of what his story is like he doesn't get he's not getting his lady liberty moment yet um like that's that's definitely down the road yeah uh, i i'd argue with the way the uh, story's going the way it's outlined you're going to learn a whole lot more about nightman before you learn anything about spirit king okay, okay. like like nightman will have his own like thing he has his whole thing going on and you're, you'll get to see it uh okay. but i i do enjoy i don't know there's some are you guys familiar with the show twin peaks mm. i have never seen that okay well if the show itself it was about it like the whole inciting incident in the show is like it's a small town and uh a girl in the town gets murdered mm-hmm. and then an fbi agent comes in and he, he helps lead the investigation and the showrunner is a film was a show uh, is a film director named uh, David Lynch. Okay. And da- like David Lynch's idea was he never wanted to answer who murdered her because he thought that was not the interesting part of the of the show. Mm-hmm. It was it was more so the questions and the other and like he said like it led to questions which led to answers but all the answers seemed to lead to more questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I and I like that sort of mindset of approaching yeah. a story but i also realized that at the end of the day everybody likes an answer yes but i am in no rush to get to the answer but there is an answer and it will be sense. delivered okay and like so i like to i like i like speculation i like people being able to uh give their their thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. like with spirit king right now there 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 are two arguments like you could in issue eight or seven really there's the thing is like is he this packard bristol character or this packard bristol person from the 1920s that's somehow here yeah. or is he what he says he is is he the, the the god of the spirit world yeah and and like there's no real aside from the photo i mean like i i don't i don't know if there's any real evidence to support either claim yeah or it's like you or you could believe either claim or you could believe both or you could do whatever because yeah. right now there is no answer see i absolutely loved that i think that was what i loved about the photo was like okay we've gotten a little tidbit of like an answer yeah. to who he is but it's one of those things is like when you reveal like one puzzle piece and i'm like it really tells you nothing and in fact it just adds more questions of like wait a minute no like i thought he was just like some monarch of the spirit world or at least he claimed yeah, and now it's like and now it's like is he this guy from the 1920s is he immortal is he lived this long is he a descendant like there's all yeah. these other questions and i'm like but i'm glad to know that eventually we will get an answer like i don't care if it takes like you know 10 ish 10 volumes or whatever or however long the book goes you know it's i'm glad to know that we do get an answer because that's one of the things i hate is like to get built up in something like that and just not get a reveal ever yeah no, i believe in i believe in satisfying satisfying payoffs and back to just the idea of long-form storytelling mm-hmm. then when you can actually go back and look and then you could see you could put it all together yeah like you'll get your answer 
But then when you go back, you can see the answer was probably sitting right there in front of you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what I quite enjoy. And, and mo like, not to to go back to the Lady Liberty moment, like that is the first one, and of course that has to be the first one, mm -hmm. because that that leads down to so many other stories and incidents all throughout the series. Yeah. Like of the consequence of, I think that's the best way to sum up this what this series is. And it's that your actions have consequences. Mm -hmm. And all of them are going to have either done something that we don't know yet, or they're going do to do something, or they're currently doing something yeah. that will blow up, or it something will happen to them because of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is what Master Molecule and Lady Liberty's relationship is. That's the question. Like, what happens if a superhero and supervillain are married? And yeah. not only that, they're keeping it a secret. And yeah. it's like, yeah, what happens... Like I was like, "What's the? What are the implications of that?" Like when I saw that panel, I was like, "There's got to be so many different implications to that that one relationship." Yeah, like it it, it can lead into any direction, and it, that's the fun where you get to see where it goes mm -hmm. uh, and how the world may react to that sort of thing if it does come out. Let's hope it yeah. does, but if it does, who knows? Um, but oh, what what did I want to say? What were we talk? We were talking about. Oh yeah, like the Spirit King photo reveal, mm -hmm. where it's like he's Packard Bristol. The fun part about that for me is like Skull Commander just mentions that, and then like Master Molecule is like, "Why are you telling me this?" And he's like, "Well, this doesn't matter. Like this, like they don't care. Like they don't yeah. care about this really, because it's like the point he's trying to make is oh, you don't know who you're working with, because you know like, and then it goes into this whole argument. It's like they're not they're not people you could trust, but you could trust me. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> they don't like, and that's part of the fun of the story where characters like it's a very human thing like i don't care about what they're doing i care about us yeah and and that's it. but as the reader like depending on who you're invested in the story you would care like wait a minute what and then and then they treat it like whatever so it's all it's kind of it's kind of meta in a way but yeah you know, it's all just part of the story i guess awesome so I think we're going to kind of wrap up the villains seeking hero conversation there. There is two more things that I did want to mention. Um, first thing is something that I said right at the start we're going to come back to, and I'm 100% sticking to my word. <laughs> that although this is Lewis's first like foray into comic book writing, and it's an amazing foray, it's an amazing first start to it, there is another book that he has written previously and the title, if I'm getting this right, I pulled it. It is available on Amazon. I checked. Yep. Uh -uh. Um, it is I, Doom, an anxious love story. Yep, that's it. Yeah. yeah so, novel. I'm not even sure what the first question I want to ask here is. Like, I've got so many. Like, so a romance novel? How did that come about? And how did we get from releasing a romance novel to writing comic books? Well, okay. In terms of writing, let's answer the second one first. Like, the thing about comic books, at least with a superhero comic, is a super comic, a superhero comic can be any genre, and yeah. it works. So it could be, you know, like you see a superhero in space, it's a superhero book. You see a superhero like in the in the Wild West, it's a superhero book. Like it could be yeah. anything, and it nobody would bat an eye. And one of the things that uh, I think that's in plenty of superhero books that people have been eating up forever that is love stories mm -hmm. like people love reading about love if you will and there's certainly a lot of elements of, of there's there's lots of different love stories in uh villain seeking hero there's 
the one between Master Molecule and Lady Liberty, and only now are we going to be able to explore that and what that is and what their relationship, how it works. Uh, and, and I'll spoil this for Volume 3. Uh, there's an issue where you get to see Spirit can go on a date. Oh, oh my goodness, that's going to be amazing. And that's his, that's his thing because he's a single guy and he's trying to... And, and he's, he's very eccentric given the, what's going on in the story. And you get to see how someone like that like tries to find love in this in this crazy world uh but so you know like writing love stories i love that i it's so much fun because and it's also just part of the human element of it all because what's more human than love right yeah um yeah, that's it and and then how i wrote that like the the book it is i do <laughs> it just just <laughs> just dealing through stuff man yeah <laughs> Just like what? Just why? You got? Why you got to pry into my personal life? Just like, just trying. Well, to, you you wrote it down in that book, dude. So I'm gonna ask, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I put it in a book, so it's I, I'm the one with the egg on my face, right? So like, uh no, just yeah, it just goes through stuff. And it's like, well, I'm gonna feel this way. I better feel it in words. So, so just wrote it. Just wrote a book. Gosh, cross. You gotta let the guy process some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's not my fault. I thought, hey, let's have a look and see if there's anything I've missed that he's written, and boy, did I not know about honest, that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that book at all. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. But you were clear. You were clearly in a much darker place, considering it's called "It Is I Doom." Well, it, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's comedic. Like the title's ironic in a way. Um, it, it, like there's lots of. My my sister often makes the jokes that how I write she calls like, she calls certain unique points of dialogue Lewisms. Where it's just nice. like she's like like this I, like this is a weird way to phrase it, but it works. So like that's how like that book has a lot of it. Like there's lots of shades to uh, like the writing style and villain seeking hero, but it, it's definitely definitely two different animals. Yeah no problem i just i had to ask about it because i'm like it just it i think it threw me so much because i wanted to see like is lewis written anything that i've not known about like is he been writing comics and i've not picked up on it before and i literally just put you into amazon and that popped up and i was like okay didn't expect that one <laughs> um but yeah let's return back to comic books though for the second thing i wanted to mention um he posted it in chat like forever ago, so I'm sorry I'm only mentioning it now. Ads, um, this isn't what I'm mentioning to you, Lewis. This is just um, ads that came back said, I'm, um, I'm back, just dropped off to buy the comic after listening. I'm so interested. So thank you so well, much, thank ads. You. Thank you for going, checking out Villain Seeking Heroes. And having read it myself, you will not be disappointed. And so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So the last thing I wanted to mention is you kind of mentioned earlier as well that you've got another project that you're um, working on, and um, you did post it on your social media on your Instagram and um, Midnight Western Theatre. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? What can we expect from it? When can we expect it? Uh, so that itself is, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I met David Hahn through his work in Villain Seeking Hero. And then we just got along well enough that we're like, hey, let's work on something else together. And uh, I came up with the idea of... The, the idea of this story is kind of funny. I was just sitting in a coffee shop one day, just being like, you know what? I haven't seen goth cowboys. <laughs> and, and, and I was like thinking like... And it just felt like I caught on fire. Like, oh, wait a minute. If, if I've never seen this before and I'm like the first person to have this thought, 
better get in on this so then yeah. I'll, I'll be the monopoly here um <laughs> and i contacted him and i'm like and so i like drew up the designs for the two main characters and i i i messaged him i'm like listen i got an idea you want to get in on this because i knew he did have an affinity for for goth looking people and he's like yes i want to get in on this and then we've been working on that since uh the story itself um the title is derived from like old radio serials like from the from the 40s 50s and so okay. the idea why it's kind of like it's kind of long and a mouthful <laughs> but the idea is every for that story it's set in the 1860s uh it's a supernatural western uh and it's about uh the woman in black and her sidekick alexander the the reluctant vampire <laughs> um as and it's basically in a each it's like an anthology story each issue is a different adventure okay and some of some of the issues change in protagonist so like it, it could be a completely different thing um and, and yeah it's i mean it, it certainly has shades of villain seeking hero but it's very much its own thing mm -hmm. yeah it, like it has it, it has humor but it's not it's it's definitely a bit darker okay it's a bit yeah it's it's a bit yeah, because it, it, it's it's supposed to be like a horror supernatural thing. Um, uh, in terms of like right now, I can't really talk about the the nitty gritty. Okay. Yeah, that's you know, you could you could certainly expect that coming from us uh, soon enough. Awesome. Awesome. Like, yeah, that's absolutely fine, man. I still wanted to get that out there because even just seeing you posting about it, like it looked so intriguing. Yeah. Like I I'm kind of like curious what it's going to be like, so I definitely will be checking that out as well when that um when that drops. Yeah, no, I, well, the thing is, I, I, I'll i say this, because this is just fun. Um, all, all my work is connected, and, and even the romance novel. <laughs> like, it, it's connected to Villain Seeking Hero. Yeah. Because um, in, in the romance novel, it, I, like, the main character's watching the news, and he's, like, complaining about the news. He's just thinking in his head. He's looking at the news anchor, and he's like, the news anchor has like a mustard stain on the lapel of his shirt and he's just fixated on the mustard stain yeah and then like he keeps calling like the the new news anchor the anchor man's name is uh or the reporter's name is joshua chambers and then i think it's in issue two there's the reporter and i think he has the same name oh yeah 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 the reporter outside the funeral yeah it's either that or um i know in in volume three the reporter has a big role in one of the issues but you've created a Lewis verse, a Lewis verse. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and in volume two in the latter half of the next three issues, there's one character that pops up that also pops up in the, in the Western book. So okay. like okay. they're all, awesome. it's a, it's all connected, but not in a very in your face way. It's just like a very small thing. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so going to be getting that um, in Western theater when it comes out and I will be deep diving that and villain seeking heroes looking for connections now. I love the uh, I love the image of her riding the the skeleton horse. It's awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool imagery. Um, you can find that up on Lewis's um, Instagram page. I believe it's up there. It's just um, my name if you if you want to yeah. look it up. Lewis Southard is that's straightforward. You you, you can find him. And <laughs> um, if you're following our like social media stuff, I'll throw it up there. Like I've been sharing like his pages frequently, talking about the upcoming interview that we're doing. So. Yeah, I've really appreciated that. How did how exactly did you find me? It was just seemed like out of uh, nowhere. Yeah, literally, I think I was looking at um, synopsis for stuff. I don't even remember how it came across. Like, I think I found it 
on Twitter or Instagram. It was a synopsis for Villains Seeking Hero. Okay. Um, yeah, and I remember you talking to me about it. Like, dude, there's this comic. It's from, told from a villain's standpoint. Yeah, it's like, and I was, he was telling me a little bit about it. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, like literally, I started looking at that, and it's like it really kind of it grabbed me. I'm like, this could be a really interesting take because I love like, yeah, I I'm a huge superhero fan, but I love like alternate right. versions of superheroes. Like Marvel and DC are very set in their ways, but if you're talking stuff like Invincible or stuff like um, the Umbrella Academy or you know stuff that's like it's superhero, but it's got a twist on it you know it's like i very much love those sorts of stories because i love seeing the superhero genre told from another perspective and um, yeah, so one... oh, sorry sorry so i was going to say like yeah so when i saw like villain seeking hero it was like yeah it really caught my attention as something like i definitely want to check this out and that, that was one of the things uh i heard in one review like it was it was almost a critique because they're like uh, how many times can we see this like of uh of just like oh we get it like superheroes but you know there's something else like there's something else going on and, I, um, I would say to, speaking as a as a full-fledged geek on the internet so i have that authority now and okay. <laughs> don't take any of that stuff to heart like there's a lot of people no, who I are basically what like I was gonna, but there's a lot of people say. that say like superhero stuff is like dead and stuff and it's done now and it's like no it's actually evolved into its own genre pretty much now it's an established genre within pop culture now no yeah. yeah well i was gonna say like when people come up with that argument like i've seen this in the boys or the umbrella academy or invincible or anything like that it's like yeah but you haven't seen me done it yeah <laughs> like, you it's haven't like, seen yeah. me try it like because i i hope to i hope with where the story goes and what it is so far people can see there's a there's there's something good there's something to it and, and yeah I hope people pick up on that i think the only thing that ever came across my mind is kind of similar to it was um nick spencer's like superior foes of spider-man graphic novel i haven't, I haven't read that um it's like not in terms of like the story itself but just in terms of what it's doing it's like it's a graphic novel alone but it's about like i don't know i think it's the new sinister six they call themselves but it's basically a bunch of spider-man's villains and it's the story following them and it's written in a bit of a comedic style it was the only thing i could think of of like yeah that's kind of is hitting on that but it's also its very own thing yeah. at the same time so it's like it's and, and i feel like villain seeking hero starts out as one thing and it morphs into something else oh so yeah absolutely and and that that was just that was just me going yeah. from the synopsis and thinking of what it stood as but like actually reading the book i'm like it's it's done so well and it hits so many different takes and so many different genres of stuff it's like it's mm. honestly it's probably one of my favorite books i've read recently it's oh, like thank it's you. You know, I, like, I don't know, like with what I do, well, when I try to write it, um, I do, I do, you know, you, you can't help but look towards other people for inspiration. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like, but the thing about comics, it's so what's fun is it, it's there's this giant history to mm -hmm. it, like, so like being able to come at it with a more satirical approach, you know, you get to you get to see like different things and you get to reference different things and it's all one hodgepodge of everything you'll like. Or everything you do like, and yet it's all told in in its own separate, unique way. Yeah. Uh, so you know you get to have fun. You get to have fun with it, and, and that's the whole point of storytelling. You you just get to see what you like in one, one big thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think that's I think you've definitely done a good job with it. I think it's. I I don't think the superhero genre is ever going to go away. People are always going to be looking for new takes on it and new stories within it and. 
this is definitely one that I highly recommend. Is you know, if you're looking for something different superhero wise, then this will give you it. It'll give yeah, you I a really unique story. You know, it's like in... me too. I think everybody should read it. I think... yeah, <laughs> I think everybody should give it a try. Yeah, absolutely do. And like you know, as we said, like it, that was something I was going to ask as well. Um, so obviously, like the dates for the release and stuff changed, like with all the you know the I'm not going to say it out loud because I'm going to put this up in YouTube later, and YouTube doesn't like this word in searches. <laughs> um, but with the the issues that are going on around the world at the moment, um. Obviously, this was meant to release kind of in the summer and, you know, like physical copy. Are we still going to see like physical releases of, you know, Villain Seeking Hero? Are we going to see, is it going to like just drop the first eight issues into comic book stores since they're online? Or are we going to pick up uh, with I, them? Or I we... spoke to my editor about that recently and she said that the way it's going to go, uh, of course, we have to wait for Diamond and everything to get back in order. Yeah. And she said that if anything what's probably going to happen is it's going to be i imagine the release dates of course they're going to change yeah um they're getting pushed back but i don't have a full schedule but the idea she gave me it's still going to be individual issues mm -hmm. and then you know of course a trade and we'll keep going from there so it's just going to be standard release okay but uh uh yeah but if you know if <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, let's say you somebody runs into the the physical copy in the shop of just like issue one, then bam, it's right there, you know, uh, online, yeah. and then they can just go ahead and read it. Yeah. Um, I was just so curious with good. that, just because like the first eight issues have obviously dropped online. I was just curious if that had affected the the physical release, and I'm glad you're still getting the physical releases because I'll be honest, I I definitely want to get an issue number one to put up on my comic wall behind me. Oh, me too. Like, I, I that's that's the one thing I desperately want. I want because this being my first comic, I, I just yeah. want to go to the comic shop and you want the physical, pluck, yeah, pick yeah, it up I and like it off the shelf and and you know just hold it and and be happy. Yeah, yeah, you know, having having never written a comic, I've attempted it, but it never went well. Um, I can only imagine that feeling of walking into the store and picking up your first ever issue of a comic that you've written. As I can only imagine how good a feeling that will be, and hopefully you'll get to do that sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I the only thing I would fear is is I'd go to the store, and I I'd, I'd walk up to the area where the book would be, and I and I'd look to somebody and say, "That's my book," and then they'd say like, well, "That book's trash," <laughs> something like that. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. No, but yeah, no, that's definitely something I'm very much looking forward to. That and just, I I desperately want issue one for sure. And oh I, yeah. yeah, I really want um, the trade because I I would just love to put that on my on my shelf with all the other trades I have. So yeah, yeah just awesome. just put it up there with the comments and kind of go. That's mine though. Like I I wrote that. I'm like that. That must be a really good feeling to have. And you know, I'm glad you're getting that. But I'm also glad you got the early release with the the comic on digital as well. And I've gotten to yeah. kind of share it with everybody because honestly, it's yeah. it's amazing. I'm glad, and I think that's the thing. It allows it to have a different impact that people can go and get the first eight issues as well. Um, no, it's true. Like anybody can get it right now, and I, I think, and I think you guys said it too. It's like a pretty, you get a pretty good chunk of story, and it yeah. does have a bit of a satisfying conclusion that makes you want to continue. Yeah, hopefully, uh, uh, and it gives you. I, I think it's a good enough insight to what the book is and what it can be, if anything. Um, and it, it, like I said, like I keep saying, if it keeps doing well, then we'll be able to continue, and right. that'll be that'll be really good. 
because then we, we'll finally get to those uh, those big moments that I really want to uh, get to. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. And I, I really hope you get to do those moments. Absolutely thoroughly have enjoyed this. And that, that that's my, legitimately my, my number one fear. <laughs> like they're like, it's done. It's like, but wait, we didn't we didn't explain everything. I have all this. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry if that if that ever happens, we'll get the GoFundMe up and running and we'll <laughs> we'll get it finished. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just release we'll just release an omnibus. It's like Yeah, they'll just release the whole thing order. one go. Yeah, yeah, it's like issues one through twenty and then an entire omnibus. <laughs> That'd be funny. There you go, have that up in your shelf, you know. But I think that's a good place for us to kind of wrap it up, unless there's, there's anything else you wanted to ask, Nitro, before we kind of finished up. No, I'm good. I think we touched on everything I had. I really appreciate you coming on, Lewis. No, I really appreciate you guys having me on. This was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you guys th- seem really chill. Oh, thank uh, you. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is really cool. But yeah, thank uh, you so much nice for coming to... on. Yeah, man, it's, this has been a blast having you and getting to talk to you about this. Yeah, it was nice about to, it was nice to talk about the book like freely. You know, I yeah. haven't been able to do that with anybody. And it's cool because you know, like you guys have never, you know, read it until now. So it's yeah. it's neat to see how actual readers are reacting to it. So it's it's, it's good to see that it, it's hitting the the points or hitting the beats I want it to hit. So that's yeah. that's very cool. Definitely, and like it's I'm glad we were able to have you on and talk it. And you know, um, anyone who's watching this, I'm going to throw it in chat one more time. If you're still here, you've heard a lot of the stuff that's going on, but trust me, it's still worth reading. It's still worth picking up. And it's less than twelve bucks, guys. They've got it on sale right now. Come on, what are you waiting for? You've hung out for two hours. Come on, what's twelve dollars? Yeah, go on. Click on that link. You'll take. What else you gonna do, right? (laughs) Exactly. You like you have a quarantine to get through. We're trying to help you. This will be beneficial. Read this. Yeah, you get to have a laugh. Get to watch. Get to look at a spirit king for a little bit. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, who who wouldn't want that? You know. There's a pretty goth girl in one of the issues. At least get that one. Yeah, there you go. You got you know pretty goth girl in issue five. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Oh, that itself is like a standalone issue. So yeah, give it give it a shot. Yeah. There you go. It's like that. That'd be an interesting taste of someone reading issue five on its own. <laughs> that would be such an interesting introduction. I don't yeah, have any context. What is this book? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us, guys. Um, and as usual, good. you can follow us up on social media, everyone, and definitely check out Lewis on social media as well. Keep updated on what he's doing. Oh, wait, can I plug real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You plug. Go for it, man. Oh, yeah, plug, yeah, yeah. plug, plug, plug. Uh. You- once again, in case you haven't realized this, I'm Lewis Southard, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Lewis Southard or on Twitter uh, at Lewis J Southard, uh, because Lewis Southard's taken there for some reason. Yeah, uh, that, that really confused me one time when I tried to tag you in a Twitter post and I tagged some random dude that wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you can find all my work currently uh, on, on Comixology or Amazon, so if you want to give it a read and get in on the hype and, and and see what it's all about then then go do it yeah, and if you really want that romance novel i can post a link for that as well just need to ask i dare you to i dare you to just <laughs> when you post about this again just say like we got romance novelist lewis southern on the on the comic show don't even mention the comic book oh that's how our intro went from now on yeah it's like no like no no i just got challenged there i'm putting this link in the chat right now i'm like I, I, i'm not getting called out like that for all of you romance fans out there who are looking for that new <laughs> romance novel it is i it is i doom. doom i am putting this link in the chat right now 100 percent. i'm going to put it in the youtube comments as well just yeah go crazy there you go 
Go to that Amazon link that I just... You, you awoken beast. <laughs> yeah, I opened Pandora's box. It's my fault. By the way, see if you get a massive boost in sales for that romance novel. <laughs> Everyone just decides, yeah, let's go check it out. That looks fun. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but honestly, I'm thank you. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, but thank you so much for being on the show, Lewis. It's been an absolute Thanks, blast man. having you on. It's been so much fun just to get to talk. And just to get to talk and get to know you, actually. You know, the messaging back and forward for feels like months now that we've been doing it but pretty much a month yeah but uh you know when more comes out i'd love to come back on and we can we could talk more yeah absolutely love i'd love to have you coming back on and talk more about villain seeking hero and about um midnight western theater as well i'd love to talk to you about that when it drops as well and you know we can do a book club and we read your romance novel as well because me and nitro oh, yeah, are going to go buy yeah. it as well <laughs> see when we hit a milestone that is so an episode we have to do is talking about your romance novel like if we hit like so many subscribers or something that has to be something we do yeah yeah that'd be wonderful but yeah we would we would love to have you back on man and we will we will keep plugging the book and keep telling people about it because i i honestly love it i absolutely adore it well i i hope you guys will enjoy the rest of volume two and and i think you will uh you guys you guys said you're both married i think uh the next issue, it's going to be like, it's a nice husband-wife issue, so... Okay, so we yeah, should relate so pretty well to that, then. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like, if you've ever been in like a in a, in a relationship, you'll get how these characters are acting, so that'll, awesome. be, that'll be cool. Oh, and just awesome. on those issues, do we have an idea when we'll be seeing those issues? Like, when the last part of Volume 2 will be coming out? Will that be... Uh, will we see that online, or that just be whenever it releases? It'll be whenever, at this okay. point. Uh, you know, just because of what's going on, the company's just kind of like, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. No worries. I was just wondering, like, because the first half of the volume had dropped, if there was talks about dropping the second half of it. But no, that's absolutely fine. But everyone, go check it out and have a blast. Lewis, it's been great. All right, everyone, we are going to sign yeah. off. If you want to see yeah, the show. For watching, everybody. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> check us out again or if you've missed part of it, this will be going up on YouTube at some point this week and probably Tuesdays, usually when I get it up there. Um, but yeah go ahead and follow Lewis on his social media that he gave you definitely keep up with what he's doing I guarantee you will not be disappointed in it but take care guys have a great day